Oh, I can't get under it. Ah, fucking a. Oh, yep. threatened there to record go. without us. Yep. Press record without us, and he wasn't even ready. I was ready, and I'm gonna have my beer poured first. This man is so fast. Look at that. Speaking of uh, peer pressuring and forcing us into something, this beer that you are making us drink <laughs> smells like coconut. Uh, yeah. Beer was... Oh, that stinks. <laughs> uh, I am not excited for this. Anyways, oh. this beer was smuggled back from the fine state of Hawaii. 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 Yeah. Uh, <laughs> precisely. Um, my father-in-law grabbed this for me uh, when he was on his last cruise from Honolulu Beer Works. That is their Cocoa Bites and their Coconut Hefeweizen. Uh, the side of the can has very little to say. It says Cocoa Whiten, a German style ale with hand toasted coconut. Uh, the first that Adolfo just made is a precursor to brewed the and canned score. by Honolulu Beer Works in Honolulu, Hawaii, and it's Oahu brewed. Uh, it won a uh, International <laughs> Beer Cup gold medal in 2018 and a silver in 2017. Was it the only one that entered? It's possible, yeah. Uh, yeah, so essentially, it was beer. canned in March 26th, and it tastes like it's been canned for a year and a half. Uh, I'm going to go to their website and see if it has anything else to say about this. Does it, does it matter? Yeah, I mean, we may as well know what we're drinking, right? Honolulu Beer Works. I am an adult. I am 21 plus. I, I'm going to... Menu, beer. Don't just get put your this out there now. Yet. Just, just hold off. Oh, I'm not putting out my yeasties. I'm just saying that... I am not a half fan. Nor am I. So you throw coconut in there, and I'm already like. I mean, it's good for us to get out of our no IPA ways. No. Um, speaking of IPA, uh, I'm ready to switch to the IPA that's in Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii, Hawaii. Um, oh, there it is. Uh, we brewed a classic Bavarian Hefeweizen with hand-toasted coconut to give this hazy wheat beer a wonderfully light tropical aroma and flavor. Traditional half yeast creates a mix of banana, pineapple, and clove flavors that are gently complemented by the addition of toasted coconut. The only hop they used in this was crystal, which I'm assuming is probably for bittering. So, means nothing. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I <laughs> love the name of the next beer that I just saw. Uh, this is their Women's Day beer. Uh-oh. And it is... Uh, in honor of the now not president Donald Trump, pussy grabs back. Okay. Nice. Wow. Boy, howdy. Anyways. That's, uh, that's bold. <laughs> and that's on the can. Okay. Wow. Yep. Like, verbatim. I didn't just put words in there. Pussy grabs back. Man, no. you're, hitting, you're hitting that P hard there. Yeah. No. I burst the lips and then stopped. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, Hawaiian Hefeweizen with... I have so coconut. many things to say about naming your beer after Women's Day events, but I'll refrain. Let's just say some can be rather tone deaf. Um, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, let's just drink it for a little bit. I, I've, I've been nice. having a couple of sips right, and I'm, hey, I'm... Like, grow up, all right? Grow up. It, it, <laughs> it's just, this, it's so metallic. So... I don't get any metallic. Really? Items. I get straight. I, I just get flat. All right. Well, we'll give it a few minutes. 
I'm going to make you guys drink this whole thing. Well, here's the thing no. is, the reason you made us drink it is because you weren't going to. No, I, I like this. Do you? Yeah. I wasn't pawning this off on you. I thought right, you guys... Man. I thought I could help you guys palate. No. So there's a perfectly good IPA sitting in the fridge that he won't give us right now. Uh, yeah, I know. You have to you have to finish your beer before you get desserts, damn it. You have to mature a little bit. Oh, I can't mature. Oh, wow. He just... <laughs> <laughs> Next. Uh, Adam just chugged his 12-ounce beer in a matter of, like, five seconds, and it looks like he thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, you guys aren't getting anything until I'm done with my beer. Holy <laughs> fuck! I did that for nothing. I changed. I changed my opinion because I loved watching that, and now I'm gonna make him suffer. At uh, least I got it all done with in one go. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I beer, barely tasted it. On to beer news. Um, first piece of beer news: uh, new tradition brewing out of Comox uh, decided they were gonna close their doors. Unfortunately, it's very unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, I never had any of their beers. Uh, I heard they made some pretty good stuff. Sometimes that's just the nature of the beast of the beer industry. doesn't matter if you make good beer. I don't really know what their location was like. I've never been to Comox. No, so. neither. But I feel like because you're in Comox, you're you're kind of in a tough spot. If you yeah. don't hit the ground running right off the bat, it's going to be a tough sailing it's, afterwards. So. It seems like it's kind of an isolated community yeah. in terms of like getting beer elsewhere. So, And that's a big thing too, right? They can't really get their beer out this way. So. Yeah, so... Sorry to hear about it. Best of luck in whatever you guys are doing afterwards, if they listen. Uh, but, yeah. Um, new tradition. Closing the doors. Uh, on top of that, I think there will be, unfortunately, this is still the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic. I do think there are going to be a lot of breweries in the next couple of years closing their doors, primarily due to the fact of a two-and-a-half-year financial stressor that literally no one could have... One I can think of that should have closed a long time ago, but yeah. here we are. Yeah, they probably never will because they got money. They they don't. Maybe we're talking about we're de- we're talking about two different ones. Okay, hmm. a secondary location that doesn't do anything. Oh, that place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. We'll, yeah okay. we'll see. <laughs> I won't comment on that. Yeah, nor should we. No. Uh, the next piece of beer news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is uh, Superflux, uh, the brewery that everyone in Vancouver loves? Pug and, beer. Uh, no, that's not what he's touching on the right pug, now. The pug beer is cool. So you can, you can, if you want to bring that up, you're welcome. To. I just did. <laughs> pug, <laughs> that's that's the end of the hat. That's everything he had. Pug, pug beer, beer releases there's, tomorrow. There's a pug beer, uh, pug on the can. Buy it. Sick can. Yeah. Uh, I have absolutely nothing bad to say in this subject matter. I think uh, I just want to preface it with, I think. They did something that's really difficult, uh, and they did it the right way, and they were very transparent about it, and I want to applaud Superflux for doing this. They did a complete recall on a batch of their orange... Uh, they have a series called Fountain Beer. Mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to... I'm assuming Crush, be like, like Orange Crush. Be like sodas and yeah. stuff like that would be my guess. I've never had one because it's just not my style of beer. Uh, they had orange cream, and I'm just going <coughs> to read it. <laughs> I'm just going to read their post because I don't want to like misinterpret anything or misrepresent anything. It says, despite Can't wait dis- for the yeast to score. We will after this. Despite our precautions, can, uh, the cans of orange cream uh, fountain beer are re-fermenting. Depending on storage conditions, could pop at the seam, in parentheses, the lid of the can at any time. Our sincere apologies if this happened to you. 
Uh, as such, we have made the decision to recall all cans of this immediately. We're in the process of removing it from stores, so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. There's no health and safety threat. If you drank this and uh, enjoyed it, great. Uh, hopefully it didn't make a mess. What you should do. If you already drank the beer, we hope you enjoyed it. Continue gleefully going about your day. <laughs> if you have cans that are bulging, you should open them ASAP and dump them. Do not wait. They're not going to taste like they should at that point anyway, and they likely pop at some point soon. If you have cans that are stored cold and not bulging, they'll probably taste great, but they should either be consumed ASAP, like now or today, <laughs> or dumped. <laughs> Uh, if you bought it from us and had to dump, just bring a proof of purchase for replacement of a full refund. Hmm. If you bought them from one of our partners, i.e. a liquor store, you can re return to them with a proof of purchase for, for a full refund, which Superflux is obviously going to give that account a full refund. Hmm. Do not put this beer into your warm car to bring it back. Oh, uh, that's imagine? not a good idea. Uh -oh. If you have any other questions, email us at superfluxbeer.com, info at superfluxbeer.com. Uh, again, we are very, very sorry for the... Um, inconvenience. It, seem, it seems like they were trying to say it was like a, a wild yeast thing. Uh, sorry, up there. It says testing indicates the presence of a wild unintended yeast, which is a first for us. So, like I said before bringing this up, this is not something that's easy for a brewery, especially like a brewery that has so much hype behind them to do, but it is the right thing to do. I think it gives them more credibility. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I've never had necessarily any issues with Superflux. No. Uh, I don't love the, like, heavy fruit series, but I think that's just because there is the possibility of it re-fermenting mm. and exploding. But they also don't send that out to liquor stores, so, like, good on them for that. Um, but, yeah, like, most breweries, and, like, this, this, I'm saying this as someone that produces beer for a living, like, most breweries would just sweep this under the rug and not say anything and just deal with the individual repercussions which is, as they come along. Which is a bit baffling because your name is on the can. This is happening. And if it's happening to multiple cans, like it is going to end up coming back to you. So yeah. Superflux is doing the right thing. Being they like, hey, this is what's happening. Please return it. Please do this with it. And we will refund you in whatever way we can. <clears throat> and like, good on them. Yeah. Like, honestly... Like I said, not an easy thing to do, but at the end of the day, it is entirely the right thing to do. So I applaud their decision to uh, come out and say, hey, messed up. Something went yeah. wrong. Either and drink it now. Don't keep it warm. And Nick yeah. will reward them by buying a pug beer. I one will pug happily beer, do please. just that. Um, one question about this is, this is more for you, Nick. If this is happening in the cans, yeah. what is happening in the kegs? Do they dump those out as well? Uh, in their post, they said that nothing is happening in the kegs. Excuse me. Uh, if it was a wild yeast contamination in the beer itself prior to going into packaged product, that means that essentially it's going to start re-fermenting in the kegs as well. Uh, being kept cold will essentially make the yeast inert and they won't continue to ferment mm. inert uh theoretically uh if it was a longer Science strain word. it will mm -hmm. just essentially keep fermenting and over carbonate the beer is the worst possible scenario for a keg hmm. um i'm gonna guess it was like just hazarding a guess here it's probably in the cans the cans probably just had were like stored upright without a cover on them and they had stuff fly into them and get re-fermented because of that that would be my guess as to what happened hmm. uh that being said i have no idea how they store their cans so this is just me once again hazarding, I guess. And at the end of the day, like this sucks for Superflux. Yep. But 
kudos to them. Did you say it super sucks? (laughs) It super sucks for sure. (laughs) Not for me, for them, but yeah. Hey, man. Uh, I but, feel yeah. crazy after chugging this fucking I also whatever like, this was. I want to applaud them for, for doing the right thing because yeah. Yeah. almost no breweries would do this. And this is a hard pill to swallow, and they did it, and they deserve credit for doing for sure. the right thing. We like super flux here. Yeah. yeah. Adam and I are big hype boys, so we do love them quite a bit. And as someone that works in the industry, like usually hype breweries are the breweries that sweep these kinds of things under the rug because they don't want their hype to take a hit. It's very rare you see a brewery that's a hype brewery that also does the right things. So it's really yeah. cool to see that happening with Superflux. So. Have we had their beer on the We have not. Yet? We have not, no. actually. Just, they might need to have some pug beer. Which is extremely surprising to that me is because very... you guys are both big time uh, Superflux. Superflux. We're Superfluxians. Yes, you are Superfluxians for sure. And like, even me for for instance, like I'm not as big on hazy IPAs as you are, but they make some very very good beer. So, uh, enough waxing romantic about Superflux though. Uh, the last piece of beer news tires. Um, is oh, a brewery in the states called Necromancer <laughs> Brewing has uh, done their rendition of 100% uh, woke. <laughs> <laughs> beer not woke free this is 100% woke yeah uh necromancer brewing which i have literally no idea where they're at uh, no i just saw the can and i sent it to our chat and i was like yeah check this out mm. they produced uh, an american light lager that is called even gayer <laughs> and is a, it says even gayer our first ever light american <laughs> lager drops tomorrow a uh, portion of the proceeds from the sales of this beer and merch go to uh, Gay for Good, which is a <laughs> volunteering and social environment projects in PGH. Like they, how the logo looks like it says it's a gay. Yeah, that's what I thought it did say. I think that's the point. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Clever. So, that's hilarious. Yeah. I love that it's for a good cause. I love that they're taking a shot at that 100% woke-free beer that still no brewery has taken up that project. So yeah, no. That's no one will. good on them. <laughs> so. I like that. Uh, Necromancer Brewing is in Pittsburgh. Shocker. They are the gayest. They have a lot of <laughs> purple. Yeah. I do like the purple. A lot of purple. Speaking of purple, this is so off topic. We saw a person outside of his place wearing a Minnesota Vikings hoodie. Yeah, we were driving and down I the thought, road in good old Langley, British Columbia. There's two of you. There's two of us in the skateboarding. He was skateboarding. And it caught me off guard. I almost that's broke, definitely me. broke my neck with whiplash. Uh, I mean, it would have been even more surprising if it was a Blue Jackets hoodie. Correct. There's yeah. literally one of us. In, in the world. In British Columbia. One and it is us. literally one me. of us. There's one of us. Have you been to a Blue Jackets game in Blue Vancouver yet? I go every year. That's my one How Vancouver How many jerseys Cunts. are there? Usually about a dozen. There's literally a dozen of us. And for those of you who've watched Curb Your Enthusiasm or no Arrested Development, sorry, Arrested Development, Arrested Development. Tobias, we are the Tobias Funke <laughs> of the hockey world. Uh, yeah, that's all my beer news. Go buy some Even Gear Light Lager. If you can find Even Gear, if you're in Pittsburgh, go buy some Even Gear beer. It's awesome. Yep. And if it. you're in Pittsburgh and listen to our podcast, send us some Even Gear beer. And if you're a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, fuck the Penguins. Yeah, on that note, fake rival. We we after that oh. last conversation, Nick yes, decided I, to go on Reddit. Okay, I need as to bring per our up. request. Thank you. Thank you. 
and started a poll. I still don't the, believe this. I never would have remembered this. In the this. subreddit Blue Jackets. It's my profile. I don't know um, and he said, who is the Blue Jackets' biggest rival? And he listed a bunch of them. And to many of our surprise... I've got the results here. We're doing Nick's about to read it. Go the results are in, people. I also think it would have been an uh, interesting experiment if you put the Pittsburgh Penguins near the bottom of the list. I would have been interested if you just didn't put Pittsburgh, if they went other yeah. Pittsburgh. Do it again. Well, I mean, I'm not some sort of fucking scientist here, all right? You are, though. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, anyways, uh, I put a post in the subreddit R Blue Jackets uh, for the Columbus Blue Jackets, and it says, "As the po- or, who is our biggest rival?" is the title of the post. As the post states, "Who would you consider the biggest rival of the Jackets?" I already have my opinion, but I'm doing this for the purpose of, in parentheses, hopefully, proving a point to some non-CBJ <laughs> CBJ fans of uh, fan friends of mine. Uh, so I listed other. That's us, by the way. Yes, that is these two that I'm sitting next to recording a podcast with. Uh, other, please specify, Tampa Bay Lightning, at the request of Kyle Forbes, uh, the Detroit Red Wings, the Chicago Blackhawks, the New York Rangers, and then the answer that I said, which you two didn't believe me, especially you, Adam, was the Pittsburgh He still Panthers. doesn't. <laughs> because of rivalry, I never, I never said it was a good rivalry. You can even go back and listen to that podcast when, it's, pu- when, it's, when it's published. Yeah, when I put it out. <laughs> Uh, that I said it's a one-way rivalry. It's not a good rivalry. That is not a rivalry. It's a rivalry. They both yeah. don't like each other. It's a rivalry. No. It's not a good one. It's a bad rivalry. I will say that. But uh, 1,331 votes came in. Uh, 112. I'm surprised there's that many people yeah. in the Reddit. 112 people voted other. And of those 112, they said ourselves. Because we are <laughs> our own worst enemy. Uh, the second most votes were for the Tampa Bay Lightning at 81. Uh, third, Detroit Red Wings at 77. Fourth, Blackhawks, 25 votes. Uh, last was New York with 16. Which New York? Uh, like how Rangers. I like how you're looking and talking I at the mic like emphasis, it's a person. Emphasis. <laughs> I'm so fucking fired up. We are here. I'm so fired up about this. Uh, so with over a thousand <laughs> votes rivalry. out of the thirteen hundred votes, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, top top voted comment. Easy, the Blue Jackets. We are our own worst enemy. <laughs> Second top voted comment. Fuck, and let me emphasize this: Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh at number one. Number two. This is one that I actually was surprised none of you said is Buffalo. Oh, why well, would Buffalo be? A lot of people just associate Columbus and Buffalo as rivals, and I have no idea why. I think it's a regional thing. Gotcha. Uh, current Columbus rival is the ping pong balls of the draft lottery. Is another good one. Correct. That is a good one. So, yep. Um, can we? So, take a quick second here and yeasty this bitch up. I mean, one. I haven't finished my beer. So why? One. 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 You yeasty. guys have such. You're so basic. I'm going to basic. I'm going zero. Oh! Uh, that was a struggle. At one point, it started burning. My eye started watering. I think it started burning because you tried to drink the entire can in one sip. No, that was me. That was... You did it. He tried. Hmm. 
you you were successful in drinking the entire beer in one set. I was the reason why it is getting a one and not a zero is because I did technically finish the whole thing. You only finished that because I told you if you didn't, you couldn't have the IPA. <laughs> he did that was the IPA. Only in front reason, of and then I told you I'm not gonna let you have the IPA until I finish my beer. Correct. Now you're sitting in purgatory with um, the beer because I'm losing track. Uh, this is the worst beer we've had on the show. That worse is, than the I don't believe the cold IPA. Worse than yeah. the cold IPA. Worse than the blood orange wheat beer from North Carolina. Yeah, the blood orange wheat beer I'd drink again. You literally I, said on the podcast <laughs> you would never drink it again. I would drink it again <laughs> after <laughs> drinking this. I don't remember oh that beer. God. Okay. Uh, Where is our IPA? <laughs> we, we can't move on until we've suffered through this. Okay, so it's worse than the tropical mosaic monster that you said was giving your tum tum some pains. Um, much worse because I have said to you after that that I would Even like to have given podcast, that one a different you, chance, yeah. and I it it usually is a beer that I would love. But his tum tum. My tum tum was weird. <laughs> <laughs> the first squeeze from Raleigh Brewing, the blood orange one. I don't remember that. It's a twelve ounce can. It had a little blood orange getting squeezed by a bell. I would drink some that. kind of BDSM bullshit. I would drink that before I drink this again. Yeah. Huh. Uh, looking at other ones we didn't like. The saving grace of this beer is its can. Mm-hmm. It's got a little puffer fish Just on it. Just a shame that the beer tasted like it. <laughs> <laughs> Honolulu. It's pretty ironic that none of the beers that we... Oh, Bad Tattoos, Pink uh, Patio Pink Lemonade. I'll drink that before this again. Wow. Yeah. I'd put these two on But the I can't way. because... Yes, exactly. They're gone. Um, Yellow Dog took them over, just like we're taking over the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, you're finished with the beer news. We're ready for our right. You guys do your yeasties, and I will finish my... I did, did my yeasties. Zero. Zero? Zero. Yeah. Come on. Mm-mm. And one. Nick's going to give this a ten just to... I'm giving yeah, it a six and a half. Off balance. See, that to me is not even a great beer. So it's, it's, it's like good. It's passable. I think um, the the only thing I have an issue with in this is that like a lot of coconut beers can get that weird kind of like suntan lotion mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this has a bit of that. I wouldn't say it's like I don't feel like I'm drinking suntan lotion, but it's like a half. The only thing I will say. It needs something to balance out the sweetness. It's like it is very, very sweet. It's like basically a dessert beer. Dessert yeah. beer. The only thing I would say is I would like to try this beer on a beach in Hawaii, fresh off the tap, and I bet you I would enjoy it a lot more. Yeah, of course. But the can taste—it tasted canny. Canny. It tasted uh, super official. That's what it tasted Ma- like. He just, he <laughs> just licked for the those beer. who can't see, he licked the can. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would. <laughs> sitting on a beach, I, I like it sitting here in British Columbia with an overcast. Like 16 degree day. Mm-hmm. I think I'd like it even more in Hawaii. I'm really curious what their IPA tastes like. I don't even. This, the, the IPA is not from them. It's oh, it's from, not. It's from Hilo Brewing. Oh. Either way, uh, I'm giving this a six and a half. I think if the coconut wasn't in there, it would be a really nice half, and I don't even like halves that much. I just think the coconut is. It's overpowering. Really out of balance and kind of borderline gets like that suntan lotion. That being said, like it once again, it's like it's a dessert beer. Like this is something I would like drink to finish my night, and only have one and move on kind of thing, or having a flight and move on from it kind of thing. So, nothing wrong with that in my opinion. Hmm. So, but I'm gonna make you guys sit here with empty glasses because I'm drinking this nice and slow, 
and let you live in beer purgatory. I mean, you're closer. Just get up and get them. I'm, I'm going to rinse my glass out and mm. move on. You guys taking a break? Or? No, no, no. no, no. I'm I'm just rinsing. We have to move on. We yeah. have to talk about... I have no more beer news, by the way. Stanley Cup playoffs. Well, we should talk about the... I don't know if you can hear me. The NFL draft. Well, Dolpo said we should talk about the NFL draft. For those, who I mean, go ahead. It sucked for the. I didn't really care for the, what the Patriots did. <laughs> they got uh, the best cornerback in the draft, in my Dallas, opinion. Yeah. But other than that, the Chargers apparently really like TCU. Like yeah. a lot. They took their number one receiver, their number two receiver, and their quarterback. Their quarterback, who is a project to even be a backup. Like Max Dugan has pretty. Pretty major accuracy issues and has had them for years. This guy. Uh, I don't think he's ever going to be a starter in the NFL, but he I think he's a long-term project to be a number two. Um, the the two receivers, I don't remember the name of the second guy. Quentin, Quentin Johnston and I don't remember the... Quentin Johnston was the, what we, who we took at uh, 21st overall. Yeah. He'll be the number three wide receiver for... Uh, the Chargers, so long as Keenan Allen and Mike Williams come back and both of them stay healthy, which is a big if. Yeah, correct. He's uh, an interesting pick. He's same model as those two receivers. Big, lengthy. Not as good as hands. Long strides. Well, yeah, his hands and his route running need work. Yeah. His, his route running, from what I've seen and from what I've read, uh, I wouldn't say lazy. It's just not sharp. No. So he needs to work on his route running. But you and can't his hand, teach he, that size. Yeah, no. Yeah. So he, if his potential fills out, he is very much like a Mike Williams, Keenan Allen type wide receiver, which seems to be the type of wide receiver that Justin Herbert works well with. Um, I think he landed in a really good situation for himself as far as development. Yeah. He doesn't have to go in and be the number one guy There's or try and zero pressure dominate. For him Third option. If he comes in and does gets like 500, 600 yards this year, like, cool. Yep. Hmm. Nobody nobody cares. It's not a big deal. And then the, the other guy, I don't know his name off the top of my head. Uh, that we took in the second round from uh, TCU is going to be our punt and, punt and kick returner right off the bat. Apparently, he is a top end returner, and he's uh, not a big guy. He's like five eight. Oh jeez, uh, oh, five yeah, so nine, something like that. One ninety. He's, he's, he's a slot receiver, so he's gonna. Uh, he'll probably actually take as many reps as Quentin Johnston as a receiver, purely because he's a slot receiver, and we don't really have anyone. That Julian like Edelman old. type. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to the same, to an extent, yeah. Probably not that high-end talented, but uh, maybe. We'll never know. And then, yeah, Max Dugan is Max Dugan. Uh, Darius, Darius Davis is a guy. He was third round, correct? Fourth. Fourth? Yeah. Uh, I am just going to pull up the... You guys can talk about your drafts if you want um, real quick. I'm just going to talk about the guy we took in the second So round. you didn't like your draft. It was fine. They, took a, they went heavy, heavy secondary, which I... I mean, I don't know. So basically what Minnesota should have done. Exactly why. I mean, like, defense is important, obviously. But, like, I still I still have question marks about Matt Jones. I'm kind of shocked they didn't take Will Levi's, to be honest. It's because he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. And eats bananas. Doesn't mean you can't throw a ball well. That's true. Yeah, he also can't do that. Um, eats bananas with what? His, the peel on. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, there was an interview where he was on Zoom and he just started eating the banana. The entire and all the nutrients I, is in the peel. I never thought I would be more shocked than hearing that someone <laughs> drank their coffee with mayonnaise, let alone being it from the same person. This He's man, a weird dude. This man might be a sociopath. He is a weird dude. Well, you didn't oh, make a face. That is tasty. 
Hello. Uh, we'll talk about this beer in a second. Um, um, yeah, so they just went really cornerback heavy. I thought they would draft at least another quarterback because, like, there's no... Did you guys not take a quarterback at all? Nope. Interesting. It's Max Jones or Bust. Like, well, like, I know. wonder if they go Zappy, though, because Zappy showed to be decent. Yeah, well, right? He, so if, he played, if, he looked like, solid. If Mac Jones goes down, then you have Zappy, who already knows the system. But then you have Zappy and... Mac Jones. Yeah, it's not a great duo. I'm just saying Zappy proved to be at least capable. I don't think the Patriots are going to be anything better than like a 9 and 8 to 10 and 17 for the next couple of years here. Like high end. Oh, God, they're going to be under 500. Yeah, I'm saying like high end, like 10 and 7 is their cat ceiling at the moment. Yeah, I just, they don't have, I don't think they, they don't know who they are. I'm also ready, just like my Flames, we have to talk about that too. Yeah. I'm ready for a new coach. I'm ready for new, uh, no regime, no grumpy old men who are very old school in their ways. Like, I'd love to keep Bill Belichick on as like a defensive coordinator because he's obviously got an unbelievable defensive mind. I know. I think he would end up being like, I don't know if there's any proper titles for an NFL team. I'm ready for like some, some new sort of fresh blood. Manager of like football operations or something like that. Some bullshit title to keep yeah. someone in the organization. I think it says a lot when your franchise, all-time great quarterback, has kind of had enough of you and leaves. That like you've kind of run your course yeah. in an organization. It does um, say a lot. But I like that Christian Gonzalez pick. The more... the Further he fell, the more hopeful I was that he'd make it to 20, 23. Mm-hmm. And then the Vikings moved back to 32, and I was like, well, we're never getting him. So, yeah. uh, the, the last thing I have to say about the draft uh, for the Chargers is the one person, I couldn't remember his name off the top of my head, and I'm going to butcher pronouncing oh, yeah. this. Yep. Good luck uh, with this one. So the second round pick of the Chargers is actually the pick I'm most excited about because I think he could slot in to play some serious reps on defense immediately. As Tuli Tui Puloto, I'm assuming that's Hawaiian. Close to how you pronounce it. My apologies for butchering it, but uh, he's an edge rusher out of USC. And the key stat off this article is uh, he has proven to get after the quarterback quite well last season. He led the FBS in uh, sacks with 13 and a half, and it's the most by a USC player since 2003. And last season, the Chargers were tied for 14th in the NFL with only 40 sacks all year. So I think he's addressing a pretty big issue. Granted, Bosa was out for most of the year. Yeah. Um, so I think yep. that Chargers are going to get after the quarterback a lot this year. So and the fact that he's like third or fourth option, there's no more beer in this can. <laughs> Literally nothing came out Adolfo of keeps Not even one turning, bro, yeah, Adolfo keeps turning this can, which I'm going to mention what it is now that I'm about to crack it open. Keeps turning it over because he just wants more of it. It's Hilo Brewing. Yes. So they, they look. They at first glance, I thought I was like, "This is from the same brewery." But there's something about Hawaiian breweries that. Uh, so like, Maui Brewing uh, was the first brewery to do these cans that have the kind of gentle angle upward with the ridges. Uh, I don't know the proper name for it. I've looked at a couple can producers, and they just call it the Hawaiian-style can. It just looks like a little keg. I don't know if Maui Brewing, like, invented this style of can or designed it, or if it just was, like, pure luck. It feels nice on your lips. Yeah. It's a a very nice-looking can style. For those of you who don't know what it is, go look at Maui Brewing's website. You'll see what I'm talking about. the next beer that we're drinking here uh, is another beer that my father-in-law brought back. 
called Tsunami IPA from Hilo Brewing. Are you uh, sure it's not Hilo? It might be Hilo. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm American. We don't pronounce things right literally ever. Hilo. Uh, Tsunami IPA is a West Coast style IPA. Tsunami is higher in alcohol but drier in the mouth. Double dry hopped for exceptional hop flavor. Mm. Crisp and delicious, Tsunami is our number one seller. It ba- so basically that said nothing to me. Hmm. No. Uh, food pairings. Spicy foods, curries, chilies, and Thai and Indian food. So basically said the same thing twice. So not Hawaiian food. Uh, nope. Mm. I mean, I guess like, you know, barbecue and nice stuff Nice little like that. spicy tuna poke bowl Ooh, with this fuck thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh. This is, um, it's interesting that it's a West Coast IPA. Yeah. Because it doesn't give me a ton of West Coasty vibes. They, they don't really give away anything about this beer in their description at all. They get a Actually. little bit of that. It's like very faint. It's not, I mean, I guess I'm used to our West Coast just like punching in the face with like resin, the, hoppy, and pine. I get the resin, I get the malt. Crack. Yeah, but it's not as like. Oh, now you're gonna have the after t- the taste of the shit beer oh. in with the good beer. You mean the six point five beer? Um, yeah, the shit beer. Yeah, the zero beer. He's sniffing it, folks. Uh, anyways, back to the NFL draft. Uh, I was quite pleased with Minnesota's draft as a whole. They took Jordan Addison at, I believe it was thirty two overall. Um, he's gonna pair very nicely with Justin Jefferson. That's going to be a nice little dynamic duo there. Um, and then they went corner heavy. They didn't really go with guys that were ranked highly, which doesn't seem to be Quessy's MO. He finds players that he's moneyball. So he's looking for players that fit what he wants and not necessarily what everyone else is ranking. And um, we'll see if it works. Last season, we drafted Andrew Booth and Louis Cine. Uh, both got injured, so we'll see what they have um, this year. So the quarterback room is not good. Is packed, but um, young and not good. Well, we have we signed Murphy out of um, Arizona, who is who is the best corner on the market. And then yeah, we're very young outside of that. Very young. We'll see. I mean, as long as one hits, then I guess it's all that matters, right? Yeah. But they did do so. The UDFA market was was hot because there's a lot of players that dropped out of the like ended up dropping far and not in the draft. Um, one guy was actually projected to be the Vikings' first round pick by a couple of mocks, and Andre Carter out of Army. He went UDFA, and the Vikings signed him, and then they signed this kid. He was projected to be a first round pick and didn't get drafted at all. Yeah. Hmm. Something to do with um, there's something to do with some teams were under the impression that because he went to army, the college, um, he had to do a year of service, which was the case prior, but apparently that is no longer. Yeah, the same thing can Hmm. be said about BYU when they had their two-year mission trips. Yeah, mandatory thing, which is no longer the case. So this kid's like 6'7", 240 pounds, 240 pounds. Like, he's a big boy. Obviously raw, so there's there's a lot of good things there and a lot of things to work on. Um, but this other guy that I'm super looking forward to was also in the top 100 and something picks as far as rankings. Ivan Pace out of Cincinnati. He's a undersized linebacker that I watched a bunch of YouTube on this guy. Kid just hits. 
Hmm. Everything that moves. Motor is high it's as fuck. Typically, Typically, type player. Oh, I am super. Yeah, I am super excited for this kid. Hitting everything that moves is typically what you want out of your linebackers. Right? Yeah. Like, he is fast, he gets up, and he yes, just destroys. Precisely. <laughs> I'm pumped. Cool. I think that division is uh, very much up for grabs next year. Yeah. It, I mean, I feel like everyone got somewhat better or stayed the same. Yeah, I don't know about the Lions. That's the thing. Like, I so, can't really buy in on the moves <laughs> that they did in their backfield. That's, that's the, I don't understand it. You, the Lions are backfield now. Montgomery and, and Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs. Yeah. With Jameer Gibbs, they traded up. And a lot of people had him going in like mid to late second round, yep. and they drafted him at what twelfth. Yep. Um, so that's kind of the Why? interesting part with the Lions is I thought they had a great off season, and then their draft just was all over the place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, maybe they'll make us look stupid, and it's like one of those analytics sweethearts kind of draft where like yeah. we just are on the outside looking in, and it will pay off. It's just which it's, is possible because they they're giving me that vibe, those vibes of like a team that is doing moves that don't on the surface look like they make any sense whatsoever but are like yeah. high risk high reward kind of things i so. just have a hard time understanding it when jameer gibbs would have fallen to the second and they could have just moved out of the first yeah, and draft the second. yeah um and if they wanted a running back they could have stayed where they were and drafted Bijan, who is supposed to be the better yeah. prospect um i think that division is going to contend with the nfc south for the worst division in the nfl next year the north yeah the nfc north I think it'll be the worst division. They're going to contend for it. I don't. I, I mean, I think it's a two-team I mean, race right now. I, don't I think buy it's into Minnesota and Detroit moves in the backfield, but I still think they're going to be a winning team, and I think Minnesota's going to be a winning team. I think Green Bay is going to be terrible. I think Green Bay is going to be hot, terrible. And I think the Bears are going to be better. I still don't think. They're I don't know. Good. I, I still the, think the South is by far the worst division. Oh God! Yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. be just like just like last year. No one from the NFC South is deserves to go into the playoffs. <laughs> Um, You're welcome. How, okay, so what are your thoughts on... So now that we've talked about the Lions now going with Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, that obviously means Swift is gone, which leads to the Swift trade to Philly. Didn't get enough for him. Well, you weren't going to. The Lions screwed themselves by drafting Gibbs and then forcing themselves to trade Swift because they kind of told the league, hey... This guy's got to go. Yeah, we'll take whatever we they can. They took their trading yeah. leverage out there. Um, however, I'm. What are your thoughts on the landing spot, fantasy wise, and as an actual NFL team, does this Sorry, help the Swift went to Philadelphia? Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, I think their backfield's loaded. They got to trade I someone. Think, I think that's increasing Swift's fantasy value by a hmm. long shot. Hmm. See, I'm on the other side. Like of playing, that. playing behind that offensive line would. Jalen Hurts, yeah, but he's, he's it's not, not just him though. It's got they've got. It wasn't Penny. just him last year though. That's true. He had Jamal Williams. Like he didn't get any of the third down touches, and he didn't get any of the red zone touches. He's which, not like, going to again. Yeah, I know. But like at the same time, he's like, and this is nothing against Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff is actually a good quarterback, despite what a lot of people say about him being a high end game manager. He's a game manager. He I throws the best I, ball in the league. I think he's a good quarterback. Like, bar none, he's better than a game manager in my opinion. Uh, Jalen Hurts is. N- Elite, though. Mm-hmm. Like he's made I that was, jump. I was wildly wrong on my opinion about him last year, and I won't say it again. Like <laughs> he's he's elite, and I think that is gonna because DeAndre Swift is a good receiving back. Like he's gonna get a lot of throws to him. He's gonna make a lot of catches. So I think that area of his game is gonna increase a lot. He's still not gonna get third down touches in red zone. I think the problem is as much. 
is he's gonna yeah he's gonna get his his passes his dump offs, but he's gonna be sharing that field with Rashad Penny and probably Boston Scott. I don't think Boston Scott's gonna see much and field next year. Kenneth Gainwell and Kenneth Gainwell who's receiving back. I don't think Kenneth but now, Gainwell's gonna now the see thing much. is I could see Kenneth Gainwell leaving. You take else. Swift, <clears throat> and if you've drafted him in your fantasy team. Are you playing him every week? Because he's going to give you duds. And then for every dud, he's, he's going to give you one or three huge games. It's like you have to predict when you're getting that. He's a high-risk, high-reward flex player, yeah. which I think is better than what he was last year because like I had him on multiple teams, and I didn't even play him for half the season because he was injured. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, which is also the problem is, is now they've got Swift, who has injury issues, and they've got Penny, who has yet to finish the season Fum- since being drafted. Issues. Yeah. So you've got two quarter, two running backs that are injury prone, but you've also got a quarterback that can run as good as almost anyone. Yeah, so it's yeah, going to take so. pressure off of them as well. It's, it's going to be interesting. Him, uh, a dual threat quarterback changes the di- the dynamic of a running back's game. Tell me about it. I got Kirk so Cousins. massively. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think DeAndre Swift's fantasy value goes down. I do too. Interesting. I think you can get him for a steal. Like, I think you might be able to draft him. Like a 10th round kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say 8, 9. Yeah, somewhere around that range. He could be found gold for sure. I just don't think he's someone that you're going to target early. No. I don't think he should go anywhere earlier than the 6th round, in my opinion. But who do you who do you draft first, Penny or Swift? Uh, if it's full PPR, Swift. Because mm-hmm. yes. I don't think, I I don't think Penny mm-hmm. is Depends much on the of a receiving back. He, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't have good hands. Uh, if it's half PPR, still probably Swift. If it's just standard, Penny. Hmm. Every time. Yeah. I concur. I, I would agree with, with that. that. Just wanted to see what you guys thought. Yeah. See if we had any differing opinions there. If he, if he can stay healthy, and that's Swift, but he uh, is... If he can stay healthy for an entire season, I think he's like very high end reward for a mid to late round. Oh, he is. He's someone that can catch a screen pass and go 80 yards. Yeah. Like he's no a big other, play guy. He's just made of... Class. Class. So I actually think that this opens up the receivers a bit more because now you have you have two very good and no disrespect to Miles Sanders, two very good athletes in the backfield. Yep. So where did Miles Sanders go? He's in Carolina now. Good God. Yeah, Miles Sanders. And I've uh, just lost all Stroud. Stroud. No, they went Bryce Young. They went Bryce Bryce Young. Young. Sorry. Yeah. Bryce Young and Sanders. And there's Sanders. Who's that other person that Carolina got? Uh, Adam Thielen. Thank you. They so got Thielen. They'll be and then better they're... next year, but not by a lot. Well, who's going to pass to, I guess, to Bryce who's Young? To Bryce Young? Yeah, Bryce, well, Bryce Young. Yeah. Bryce Young has a good year, then Carolina could be like Carolina a also kind of drafted. Team, but I don't think they're going to be. I think that's a receiver. Too. I, I do as well, but. Carolina drafted a receiver that's supposed to be pretty fucking good, too. Um, I think. Oh, Mingo. Jonathan Mingo. Jonathan Mingo. So that one's an interesting one. We need to go to hockey. Hockey? We don't have much time left. The stick and puck. I have have a quiz for you. Do you want that now or at the end? Shoot me. Let's do it now. Okay. So the quiz uh, relates... Is that what you said when you drank the coconut half bison? Yes. Shoot me. Yeah. The quiz um, (laughs) relates to... um, So as we record this, it is Sunday, May 7th. Uh, The draft is... Uh, or sorry, the draft lottery. It's tomorrow. For the NHL. The 9th or the 8th? Tomorrow. The 8th. It's Monday the 8th. Um, Fuck my life. As a Blue so, Jackets fan. I'm me gonna, too. I'm going to be sweating fucking bullets. And we're going to end up with like the fucking 5th pick or some bullshit like we're that. We're going to finish. So here is my uh, quiz that <clears throat> relates to the draft. First of all, 
I think we've done this already, but like, who are our predictions of who's getting McDavid? Connor Bedard? Oh, McDavid, Bedard. Um, I still, I still say Arizona. I think Gary Bet Chicago. Gary Bettman wants Arizona to succeed, and he's gonna find Chicago. a way to. I think Arizona as well. Give them the number Chicago one. Chicago is an original six, and if they, if we're gonna talk mm. about like collusion and like wanting to a team to be good. You can't have one of your like your original six teams that's in a big market like uh, sports market like Chicago. Excuse me, be bad for that long, which they look like they're going to be. Yeah. So I think if there is like this like conspiracy theory of collusion that is actually true, it's going to be Chicago. Um, okay. Fuck Arizona. Who cares about whether or not they're good or not? Anyways, they uh, play. They play in a college arena. I actually think an underdog, or not an underdog, but a black horse to get them. Is Calvary going to Columbus. be say Columbus? It, no, San Jose Sharks. Mm. I also yeah, hate that. I can see that. I hate that. I hate everything about this. <laughs> Just send him to um, Columbus, please, for God. I want to give you guys a quiz on. Um, yeah. Just the, just <laughs> the number one overall picks in the NHL. How far back? I'll set this up. How far back do you think, uh, years wise, do you think you you two collectively? Could get it right. Probably I was, one. I was going to go from 1990. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember who the number one pick was last year. Really? I have to think about it. Uh, let's do. You're putting me on the spot, and now my brain is not. Let's working. do 2006. 2006. Wow, he's deep cut. We have to go to at least 2002 because Columbus Blue Jackets picked first. Okay. 2002. Yeah. Rick Nash. There you go. I was going to say that sounds around the time. Rick, I thought Rick. I'll Nash give you the team because because it gets because. That's actually a good starting point because after that it gets like really interesting. I'll give you the team and the year. Okay, and you that tell makes me it substantially. And you tell me. <laughs> you tell me who was drafted. So 2002, Columbus picked Rick Nash. Yeah. In 2003, Pittsburgh Penguins had the first overall pick. Sidney Crosby. Fault. No. That have been Evgeny Malkin. No. No, Malkin wasn't even the first overall pick. Both are already bad at this. Mark Andre Fleury. There you go. There oh god, I just I, never think for of some a reason I thought it was Malkin, overall. but Malkin was after that, and I don't think he was the first overall pick. I think he was like five or six. Or something. Malkin was two thousand four. Oh. Yeah, is he the number one overall? He was number two. Two. Okay. Who was the number one in two thousand four? Team Washington. Ovi. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. Okay, Pittsburgh two thousand five. That's Crosby. Yep. Uh, good luck with this one. Talk about a fucking great couple of years of yeah. drafting, by the way. Mark Andre Fleury, uh, Crosby Malkin, and, and Crosby. Holy fuck! Yeah, that won them three Stanley Cups. Yeah, as that'll it do. Should. That'll do just fine. Their worst year, they barely missed the fucking playoffs. Yeah. Um, good luck with this one, St. Louis in two thousand six. Two thousand six, St. Louis, first overall. Uh, Russian boy. Nope. No, that was later. Sorry, what year is this? 2006? Yeah. Okay. That doesn't help me at all. <laughs> Acting like he's thinking he had it. No, I just wanted to do, I, do, I make know. sure it's You're not going to get it. I genuinely don't know. Um, give me a position. Uh, defense. Petrangelo. Uh, just won his first Stanley Cup last year. Not with the Blues, clearly. Obviously. Yes. Like Eric Johnson. Oh my God! Eric Johnson yeah. went number one overall. Yeah. That, that must have been a terrible draft. Um, these next five, you should all go five for five. Okay, should is key. Two thousand seven Chicago Blackhawks. Taze. No, that would have been Patrick Kane, wouldn't it? Did Patrick Kane? Yeah. 
2008 Tampa Bay Lightning. Hedman. Stamkos. 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 Yeah. 2009 New York Islanders. Roberto Luongo. <laughs> 2009 Islanders. He was drafted by the Panthers. <laughs> no. Did this person... Wasn't he? No. Did he this... was drafted by the Islanders, traded to the Panthers, and oh, then... Geez. Yeah. Did this person play for the Islanders? Or for a very, up? very long time, and currently plays for a team that is in the playoffs. Oh, I'm brain farting on this. Uh, oh, um, Jonathan Tavares. Yep. I always forget he was Me an too. Islanders player because I now I'm just like so. Um, this will kind of get colluded because 2010, 2011, and 2012 <clears throat> was all the Edmonton Oilers. Do you know yeah. any okay. of the three? Neil Yakubov, Hopkins. Yep, yep, and Taylor Hall. There you go. Yeah. Okay, nice. 2013 Colorado Avalanche. Neil Yakubov was who I was thinking of earlier, and I forgot he was the Oilers and he wasn't the Blues. Neil Yakubov sucked. McKinnon. You got yep. Uh, 2014 Florida Panthers. Uh, Eggblad. 2015 Edmonton Oilers. That was in McDavid. McDavid. Pretty yeah, pretty major one. Uh, 2016 Toronto Maple Leafs. Matthews. Uh, Matthews. 2017 uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, Nico Heischer. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 2018 Buffalo Sabers. Owen Power. No. Um, Rasmus. Yep. Rasmus Dahlin. Yep. Uh, 2019 New Jersey Devils. Uh, Luke Hughes. No, sorry. The other Hughes. Jack, Jack Hughes. Jack the Hughes. other one. The Jack Hughes. One. Jack Hughes. Uh, 2020 New York Rangers. Uh, Lafreniere. Uh, 2021 Buffalo Sabres. Well, that one's Owen Powers. Yep. And then last year, 2022 Montreal Canadiens. Jurov. Uh, wow. Jurov. What did I say? Jurov. 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 I don't know, man. Okay, <laughs> you did pretty good. Right, the, the older ones I get is like tough, but like I kind of want to do older years now. Okay, well, we don't have a lot of time, but let's we'll do, do this that. deep cut. Let's let's okay. waste the rest of our time off doing a stupid quiz that we I'm gonna, just let's see how job. far you can go. So we started with we started with 2002, okay. yeah. 2001 Atlanta Thrashers. Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. There we go, Russian boy. Uh, 2000 New York Islanders. 2000 New York Islanders. Wouldn't this be a long ago? No, this is another Russian guy. I'll give you a hint. It's the most ridiculous contract maybe in... in yeah, D. Pietro. Uh, D. Pietro, yeah. He got like t- uh, 12 years or, so, yeah. or 14 years or so. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're still paying him. I yeah, think it... Because yeah. they bought him out for like the last like, seven years of it. Uh, 1999 Atlanta Thrashers. <laughs> I don't know that one at all. 99. Think of their Thrashers. three best players. You named Ilya Kovalchuk. Dustin Bifflin? Heatley. B- by Fuglian? Nope. Not Heatley. Not Heatley. The other one that was their best player. You know Heatley was born in Germany? Yeah. I don't know. Fun Who's this one? Today. Patrick Stefan. Yeah. Oh, God. I never would have got that. Do you still want more? Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. do like two or three more. 1998 Tampa Bay Lightning. 1998 Tampa Bay Lightning. No, that would have been too late. I was going to say St. Louis. St. Louis? Vin- Vinny LeCavalier. Yeah, yeah, I was going to yeah. say that would be too late for St. Louis. Uh, 1997 Boston Bruins. 97 Boston Bruins. This was a major one. Wouldn't be Bergeron, would it? Bergeron was like I, a I, Char- no, yeah, I was going to say I knew he was a late round. Yeah. Chara? Yeah. Joe Thornton. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Okay, one more. One more. Let's. I'm going to go down the... We need to end on a win. 
I need to end For my there. ego's sake. I don't think, don't okay, 96 and 95 was both Ottawa Senators. I don't think you're going to get either. Spezza? No. Yeah, I'm not going to get either of those. Who were they? Chris Phillips and Brian Burrard. No, it was yeah, not. Never would have no. got either of those. Okay, let's end on this one. Because uh, this is an interesting one. 1989, 90, and 91. The Quebec Nordiques had three Sol- first round picks. Solani? No, he was a Jets draft pick. Yeah, Timo Solani was a Jet. Oh, oh who did you say? <coughs> the Quebec, Quebec Nordiques. Nordiques. Oh, fuck. R.I.P. Um, Rest in pieces. And all three of these guys. What? I, I think are either in the Hall of Fame or can make an argument that they should go. Yeah, all these guys would have ended up being Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, was this Moi? No. I don't fucking know. This is before I was even born. Yeah, who who are they? 89 was Matt Sundin. Oh, fuck. 90 was Owen Nolan. And 91 was Eric Lindros. Jesus Christ. The famous, I'm not playing for the Quebec News. And just to make it fun, the very first... uh, NHL draft ever was held in 1963, and the Montreal Canadiens selected who? The Richard. <laughs> the old Red Rock. He had played for like 20 years by that point. The Richard. Yeah, because it was like the AAJ or whatever the fuck yeah. it was before that. 1963. Yep. Do you know who it was? No. It was uh, Gary Monahan. Gary yeah, Precisely. Sean Monahan's father, right? Sure. We'll go with that. So yeah. he's a fucking tool then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Surprises from round one. Surprises from round I mean, one. We'll get the uh, obvious one out of the way. The, there's two the, surprises. The Panthers beating the yeah. Bruins. So I picked the Bruins sweep. Yeah. Uh, I do have two co-workers that are Bruins fans uh, and talk to them about it. And I think the biggest reason the Panthers are doing so well like coming on hot late in the season and in the playoffs so far. They always come hot late. Is I think last year when they were a historically <laughs> a historically good offensive team, um, I think they more or less let the pressure get to themselves and they choked in the playoffs and lost. And I think this year they they did so bad at the beginning of the year that there was zero expectations, and then everyone was saying they were going to lose in like five games, four games, six games. They had games. nothing to lose. They had nothing to lose. So, like, they had no expectations whatsoever. They're still basically a historically good offensive team. And Sergei Bobrovsky, when he decides he's actually going to, like, be worth his $10.5 million a year, is, like, he's an elite goalie when he well, plays at the top of his game. his first two games against the Leafs so far. Hey, so if there's ever a time to dial in, now. If a goalie stands on their head in the playoffs, you can win a Stanley Cup off of that. Yeah, correct. Look at Jordan Biddington. Yeah, and look at him since. Uh, the other one was Colorado losing to Seattle. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's the score? Yeah, that was what the What flying fuck just happened? Yeah. The Devils are doing what they did in the first round. They've got him right where they want him. They had like 45 shots over the first two games and then just scored eight goals in the third? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the back <laughs> Seems to logical. Back to the Colorado Seattle. Um, <clears throat> Colorado had a very very obvious lack of depth. Yeah. The moment they lost Landeskog and they lost someone else, they really Nichushkin. just Nichushkin. All they had was McKinnon, and as good as McKinnon is, if that's he, all you he's got, he's not like McDavid good. No, he's definitely a tier below. Um, as is literally everyone. Yeah. 
But even even if he was at McDavid I'm level, make an argument for that now. But even like if it. he was McDavid level, I think they would have lost regardless. Because if all you've got is one stud and everyone else is like tweeners, you're fucked. I mean, and their goaltending did not come to play. Even looking at Edmonton, you have a bunch of guys that aren't tweeners. McDavid is McJesus, and you still can't win a Stanley Cup with that. So yes, to prove your point, you. But they can at least win a round. That's true. They can. Yeah, that one honestly was not as much of a surprise to me. Um, in a couple of my brackets, I picked that upset. And I mainly, still don't understand Seattle though. Like, mainly because of the injuries that Colorado had, and they they just there was something. Seattle's just a fast fucking team. They're just defying all. They're like, the epitome of depth. They have they now have had sixteen different goal scorers. But I they, think they don't just, have any elite players. They're just the depth throughout. Veneers is probably the only player that'll... Yeah, yeah, which is insane. Veneers is probably their only player that could probably jump into an elite level within the next couple years, I think. He did fuck all in the first round. No, I know. I'm just saying I think he's the only player that they have that'll jump into an elite level. took him in a pool and he had like one point in the first fucking round. That's rough. Which, like, it says something because, like, you're you're saying, and I do agree with you, that I think he's the only player on their current roster that could, like, jump into that elite talent. Mm Mm-hmm. Pool, uh, and he had he did nothing in the first round, and they still beat Colorado. They just have a bunch of guys that are gonna get in there, grind for pucks, and do the dirty work, and they want it. I think the biggest thing we're not talking about is Philip Grubauer. Who and where exactly? Rick, where did he come from? <laughs> I mean, well, Grubauer when he's on, and he's I think that was very a, good. Inconsistency is always bad. I think so too. I think he was playing with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Won the even cup when with he was him. in Washington. Like people thought he was going to be like an elite goalie and take over for Braden Holtby when he was backing up Braden Holtby. Yeah. Like people thought he was going to be like the next yeah. like Vesna candidate. Nope. People thought he was going to be the next Jake Ottinger. Like, <laughs> next <laughs> Jake Ottinger. <laughs> Jake Ottinger um, led four goals on eleven shots the other night. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew that was coming. Um, excuse me. Yeah, I think he was playing with a chip on his shoulder because he kind of essentially said, I mean, Colorado essentially said, hey, we won a cup with you. Thanks for that. See you later. We're going a different way. And so he said, fuck you guys. But not even. Like, he was backing up Darcy Kemper for that cup run for the majority of it. Yeah. I mean, he still got, it was like. He still got a couple it was like a It was like a 60-40 yeah. split. Yeah. So. So, I mean, I, goalies are weird in general, so he probably thought he was reason. Goalies yeah. are weird. And then he left, went to Seattle, and he's like, we're fucking you up. And he had a, didn't he have, like, just a, well, the the first Seattle season, he had an absolutely horrendous. And the whole he, team he was hot like, dog water. He had, like, water. an 878 save percentage. Horrendous like first season, and then he yeah. bounced back this year and was, like, was like obviously good enough to get them in the playoffs, but, like, once again. My favorite thing to say: sample size. Oh, Goalies can have these weird periods of sample, sample size. Of, sample these size. weird periods sample of sample size. sizes where if they stand on their head, they can win you a fucking Stanley Cup. You know what I can tell you about sample size? I had a small can of this <laughs> Coco Weizen. Hey, they. <laughs> um, what's a bunch of basic motherfuckers? I don't know here. what else. Like we, I kind, I think we all kind of picked the Oilers to beat the Kings. I didn't. I went L.A. And didn't most of us pick the Stars too? I was. I think so. The only two series I I was wrong in when I went back and looked at my first round was Colorado and Boston. I was wrong yeah. on L.A., Boston, and I thought. Uh, Should we like do Tampa. a quick review of like how far off we were? Because I kind of want to stroke my own ego and see how good I was at the first round other than those two. The only ones I got wrong, like I ended up picking Colorado because I didn't think it was actually going to happen. Same. But other than that, I got the West right. And I 
I picked Boston, but it was my hot take that Florida would beat them. Yes. But I didn't actually pick them, so I can't take that one. And I think I picked the Islanders to upset the Hurricanes. Yeah, Other I had Dallas that, in I six. Right. I had Vegas in five. Which you all right. thought I was nuts for picking the Leafs in six, and they won in six. I picked Toronto actually in five. You picked Toronto in five? Well, oh. wonderful. Uh, I there picked, <laughs> for round two, I picked Florida in four. Uh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, for the first... Before or after these four teams. Because what, what I will say, if we're going to get on this about the second round, is, is despite the score, I've watched both Leafs games uh, pretty intently for some reason, and they have outplayed them. There's, Who's outplayed who? The Maple Leafs have outplayed the Panthers. But they're just not getting... They're not finishing. They're not finishing, and I think... But their puck possession is up. Their shots are up. Um, the, thing that, the thing that Florida's doing that Toronto sucks at is... Playing Florida is just for, yeah, forechecking them into the fucking ground. And they can't do anything about it, and they're making mistakes. But it's going to be an interesting series. Like it's a must win for the Maple Leafs tonight. They're playing as we speak, and they are up one nothing. Yeah. Go Florida. Um, yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. My takeaway from that series so far is that Florida throughout this whole playoffs, and I think this was a big part of their win in Boston, is they're forechecking and they're getting into the dirty areas and they're playing the body. They're playing a very gritty game and wearing you down. Whereas Boston didn't do any of that. Which is actually really surprising given the roster that you look at yeah. with yeah. Austin. Like they went after, they traded for that Garnet Hathaway guy, and he was a non factor as far as throwing big hits and being a grinder. He was Same just kind Orlov. of there. Orlov was just there. Tyler Bertuzzi was good. I was going to say, Tyler Bertuzzi had a fantastic. Yeah, Tyler Bertuzzi series. was good. They need to try and re sign him. I think they will. He's a UFA. I think they, they, they're going to have a lot of money. about him and his mentality and the way he plays, he just fits Boston. It's almost like he's taking after his uncle. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> he's a fuckhead. <laughs> That's what you're yeah. saying. He will sucker punch you. Yeah. Good. Um, and then, yeah, it, Matt Kachuk is just... He's taking his game to another level in the playoffs here. How does that make you feel? It makes me angry because we could have drafted him. It makes... Yeah, it makes me... He was the one player of all this whole flame shit that I did not want to lose. And he's... In, in my opinion, it would be um, blasphemy if he's not a heart candidate this year. Mm. Yeah. He's he, not going to win it. Obviously, we know who's going to win it. But, like, yeah. if he's not. So, basically, as much blasphemy as Vesna not having incorrect. Jake Ottinger. Incorrect. Um, as far as players that aren't Canuck related, the Kachuk brothers are probably my favorite players to watch. God, they're so good. They're, they're good and they play that brand of hockey that not a lot of players play now, where it's like. They're in your face. They're going to throw the big hits. They'll fight you. But they're also going to score a fucking beauty of a goal. So, they're fuckheads. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> yeah. Give me those fuckheads on my team at any point. I love it. Brady Kachuk wasn't there this year crushing beers in the stands, screaming, training his brother. Well, he said he this. He did say he wasn't going to do it. He said he, did, he wasn't going to do it because now they're in the same division. I mean, or in the same conference. Something or one of the it two was, things. It was the same Fair. division. Because yeah. he's with Division, yeah, yeah. But, like, he's... Kachuk's got that team on his back right now. 100%. Yeah. He is willing them into games. Because Barkov has been a non-factor. Which is, I think, interesting. Because, like, if Barkov was on... Oh, if they'd be a fucking... Yeah. Verhage's been good. Verhage's been fantastic. When he's healthy, he's been good. And then 
LeBron Apparently, he is known in the Florida world as for swaggy. It's the most okay. Florida thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> um, um, I honestly, as I'm more invested in the Eastern Conference than I am in the West. Same. I just find the West to be like there. Like, they're just there to lose to whoever comes out of the East. In I my think opinion. I Dal- Dallas too. is coming out of the West. They. I could see that. Look the best. Yeah, I think Dallas is coming out of the West. And I think out of the East, if they stay hot, Florida could, in spite of themselves, come out of it. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be Carolina or New Jersey. The winner of Carolina and New Jersey is going to win the cup, in my opinion. Really? Is going to win the cup. Yeah, I said from the beginning the winner of the New Jersey Rangers series is going to win. Is going to go to the cup final. Nice. I, I feel like that's still the case. I think. I also said the winner of the Oilers King series was going to go to the cup final, but we'll see. I just but Dallas like Florida is playing too fucking good. Like they're they're the team to beat, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, eventually luck runs out. I don't think they're as good as. I just playing. don't think it's luck. I think they're just outworking. I'm not saying they're they're lucky. I'm saying that they've but, got so, some lucky bounces here yeah. and there. I don't think they're good enough to win the cup. So what do we think of Vegas right now? Because a lot of analysts were high on them going into the playoffs, and like, I mean, they had the best regular season in the West, and like, it wouldn't be surprising to see them make it, but. Did you see? Did you either of you see last night's game? Yeah, they lost five one, but they were like they got thirteen shots on goal. Like they were completely different team from game one. I don't know what. Such a weird fucking team. I which brings me into my next point. I just don't like the build of that team. None of like their youngest, their best player is Eichel, and then it just gets old as fuck. Non one hundred point Eichel. I am now one for two in hundred point bets. (laughs) Technically. You owe me a beer for that. Well, you're welcome. I gave you a coconut half dozen. That does not <laughs> count. We didn't agree on what type of beer. I or when it would happen. We went to a brewery and I bought you a beer. That is what I, I expect. I gave you free beers, two of them to be precise. Yeah, but this is part of the podcast. That does not doesn't count. count. I said it on air. It counts. <laughs> what were you going to say? Do another hundred point. Um, I put this out into the ether. I, it was it was more t- uh, tongue in cheek. Um, update because I know what the actual answer is, but uh, Leon Drysaddle is playing on a fucking another level right now. Yeah, and it's pretty incredible. To In watch. other words, he'll fuck your wife. Yes, and, <laughs> and you and, will enjoy it, and every other teammate you have. Yeah, um, he's gonna he's, fuck all the teammates. Maybe. So yeah, we're, no judgment here, right? We're <laughs> nine. Oh, well, most people are. The Oilers are nine games into their. Sorry, eight games into their playoffs. Mm-hmm. 13 goals already, which is <laughs> six off of the all-time NHL record. So he's going to break it. He's I think he's going to break it. but like, Depends on if they get past the series. And then, even if they don't, I question if he even contends for it. And then he also, now in all-time points... Per game for the NHL, I had it up here. He's second to Wayne Gretzky, which is just insanity to me. Anytime you're in a conversation, Wayne Gretzky comes into it. You've done something right. Um, so yeah, I put on I put on to like Twitter and on my Facebook yesterday after he scored two more goals 
and went to like 13 goals, I was like, is Leon Dreisaitl better than Connor McDavid? And logically, I know the answer is no. It was more of a tongue-in-cheek update, but like far. He's not, that's my point, is I would almost put them in the same tier at this point. I would, I would put them in the same tier, but I would put I so like going back to something we said earlier about McKinnon, mm-hmm. uh, like two years ago, people were saying McKinnon was in the same realm as McDavid. They were like both elite. They were like, also saying that about Austin Matthews. When yeah, he scored sixty. And I think McDavid is in a tier of his own. I think Drysdale is in, German fuck. in the same <laughs> in the same tier. As like McKinnon and Matthews, but I think he's better than all. I think he's the top of that tier. I think he's he's in that tier. He's fighting out of it. Like he is chomping at McDavid's heels. I I I, th- I, I still think, think McDavid is by far the best. I, I, th- think, I think he's the best too. I think you put them in the same tier in terms of like if you have a tier of like the best of the best or like the best players in the NHL and then. Connor McDavid, who's better than all of those players, I think now you put Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl as better than all of those players, and everyone else is below them. Which I would be more apt if I were to de- define it. Would be McDavid first, Dreisaitl as yeah. like a one B, yeah, and then everyone else in like a two. I I think he's just as good in Which, terms of in terms of impact, in terms of production, in terms of but how much of this awareness from McDavid though. Would he do this without McDavid? Yes. I think so. I still think Absolutely he would be he would. good, but I think he would drop did to that level. Did you see what he did when McDavid was hurt? Yeah, I mean, like, that's, a heart, what, that's, what I, that's why I said I think he's in that same tier as, like, McKinnon and those kind of guys, but he's better than all of them. I just I, don't think he's a generational talent like McDavid is. Oh, I completely disagree. I think if you put Leon Dreisaitl on any other team right now that's not Columbus the Edmonton Oilers, correct. He's a, he's a 150 Maybe, yeah. point player. How about we negotiate that? Send him. But actually, points. though, is he not 100? Like yes. At least 130, no. 40, 50 point player on any other team. I mean, team? Johnny Gaudreau was 115. He went to the Blue Jackets and he was less than a point per game, so. But it's not. No, Gaudreau's Gaudreau's conversation. Gaudreau's I'm, not I'm, even in I'm more just taking a shot at the um, Blue Jackets. The stat that stands out is that of Leon Dreisidel, currently in the playoffs. Of his uh, 18 points, which leads the NHL, 13 goals and five Five assists. Of those 13 goals, McDavid assisted has has assisted on four of them. Just because you're not directly assisting on them, though, are they only you're not playing an impact? Yeah, they play on they're sometimes Sometimes. they're on on the ice more often than not with each other. And just because you're not getting an assist on it doesn't mean you're not impacting the play. Because regardless if he's making the pass or the second pass from him. If McDavid's on the ice, people are watching him. And I'm not saying that they're not watching Leon Dreisaitl. I just think that there is oh, I know. a huge gulf between McDavid and anyone else. I'm not taking anything away from Dreisaitl. I think Dreisaitl is I would have agreed with you at the beginning of the season, and I think that huge gulf is minuscule now. My question to you guys is, at. does this not make it even crazier? But these that two guys are on. They can't, yeah, that they can't win a cup. Yeah. But the main goaltending, baby. There's an argument to be made that this is their this potentially can be their year. If they can make it to the finals this this year, year, they're not going to. If they can make it to the finals this year, they win it. I agree. I also this is my hot take. I mean, I picked Carolina at Edmonton in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. If Edmonton doesn't win it this year, I think Connor McDavid starts looking elsewhere. 
I think he'll move on. He's got... Isn't he signed long-term? He has less time than you think, is from what I remember. Pull up the old cat friendly and let's do it. Okay, I'm wrong. Yeah. I thought so. He has, after, after this season, he has two more years at $12.5 million. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not saying he'll leave. How old is he? Leave next year. 26. After this year, Dreisaitl has one more year at $8.5 million. I think Is there a bigger well. steal in the world yeah, than... Yeah, I know. Drysaddle at eight point five million. I think Drysaddle leaves. It makes less than Bobrovsky. One of them is gone. I think one of them has to leave, and I think it'll probably be Drysaddle. It will definitely be Drysaddle. That being said, if they don't win a cup during their contract, I think or during their respective contracts, I think both of them will leave. They'll find somewhere else to yeah. go, and they'll win a cup. Drysaddle's a UFA in twenty twenty four. McDavid's a UFA in twenty twenty. I don't even know if that's necessarily a hot take. No, I don't think so either. Luke-ish warm take, I guess. Yeah. That's what the name of the podcast is. Hot. Yeah. Luke-ish warm takes. Luke warm takes. Luke warm, Luke warm pints. And, and Luke cocoa white. Yeah, correct. Um, we need to yeasty this and we need to sign off because I need to be home Because Adam has to do things with family. Because family matters more than Adolfo and Nick. And yep, that's bullshit. Which is actually right, but I kind of want to mock him anyway, so... Um, Yeasties, I'm going to give this a... I'm going to go seven and a half. That's seven. a big jump from zero, folks. That is seven and a half more than zero, actually. Um, seven and a half, <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed it. West Coasty, it's there, but it's not like what I'm used to. So I think there's part of it where I'm like, oh, I kind of want a little bit more out of it. Correct. But it's a very tasty beer. I'd have it again happily. Um, seven and a half. These cans... Um, stack very well and that's going to affect my yeasty score <laughs> because there is a rhyme or reason yes contrary to popular belief there Michael Michael Mr. Zampragno um, I, I I quite like this I'm gonna go the old let's see here I was trying to give a hockey player number but now I can't think of one that wears that number 72 no Bobrovsky? <laughs> yes. Mm. Mm. That is good. I was going to go like 7-6, seven, 7-7. Seven, seven. Mm. TJ Yoshi. Yeah. All coffee. There you go. So, I um, like... Yeah. Well, I'm right around where Adolfo is like 7.5. 7.5. Seven seven low, like uh, high 7s okay. for sure. Uh, Very enjoyable IPA. Would, would, would drink, drink again. again. Same, same. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, I think it's... Kind of like a new age West Coast IPA where like it has some characteristics of like what a West Coast IPA used to be where it has like that kind of like crystal malt, like amber, copper kind of color to it. Yeah, that's not going to work. Don't break the glass, please. He's trying to stack a glass on top of six cans and I am mildly concerned that Don't this is Don't move. It's going. Uh, anyways, she's up there. I don't know what you're planning on doing with your hands out like that. <laughs> Catching the balls. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, um, this beer, in a lot of ways, I like it for the same reasons why I like Play Dead from my employer, Yellow Dog. Uh, it's a West Coast IPA. It's got some characteristics of like the yeah. old school West Coast IPAs, but it's not like aggressively bitter. Like you don't feel like your palate is getting absolutely fucking destroyed That's true. by this thing. Yeah. Uh, and for that, I'm going to give it an 8. Ooh. I like it. I would drink this a lot. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. A lot. 
Well, good job, Hilo Brewing. Um, and good job, Honolulu Beer Works, despite these basic bitches in their basic pellets. Good job, Manure Can. Uh, your Coco Bison sucks. Do <laughs> better. Um, I guess we'll be back with a round two recap. That should probably be ending in the next week and a half-ish or so. More or less, yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. That's all I have to say. All praise be to thine dog pound. Go Canadian teams. I'm on the Canadian team now. I'm not. The cup belongs in Canada. No, it doesn't. It does. Manifest destiny. Bring it to America. <laughs> it's been in America for fucking 21 years. Good. Make hockey great, great again. <laughs> what was it? Put no, I can't. No. Yeah. Put, put, pussy grabs no. back. No, we didn't put need pussy to. Grabs. Pussy grabs back. Oh god, he went hard. Yeah. yeah.